Hi, my fellow expat women. I'm Ayan, co-host of the Coffee Talkie Show and co-founder of Smoothitive together with my sister Gal. We are honored to be your positive expat expert today. We believe that every day is about feeling alive. We can take active steps, we can shift our attention to see the good in our life and accept that each challenge can be seen as an opportunity. We can all live extraordinary lives no matter where we are. That's why we started Smoothitive, so we can serve, support and inspire women from all over the world. If you want to join us and other amazing like-minded women for weekly live session about everyday expat life, check out our platform Laplace. This is the place to share experiences, get motivated, be supported, and feel good about yourself, no matter where you live. If you are not a member yet, please go sign up at smoothitive.com and join our incredible community for less than one euro a day. You've probably known for a long time that you needed some guidance and inspired community and life-changing tools. So please, your smooth and joyful experience abroad awaits you at smoothitive.com. Now, let's get to today's episode. Grab your coffee or tea and please listen closely. Maybe take some notes so you remember these insights and of positive life abroad. And because we all should give a little more than we expect to receive, share this with a fellow friend. She would thank you for sure. And also be sure to tag us or DM us on Instagram at Smoothitive so we can say hi. Thanks again for listening. Now, let's begin. Welcome to a new episode of the Coffee Talk Show. We're super excited to have you here with us, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to us on Spotify, because today we wanted to talk to you about one thing that not many expat coaches are talking about in general. Yes, it's, you know, you have so many things to prepare before you move abroad, but we bet there is one thing that you haven't thought about. Yeah, because honestly, like we looked on so many blogs and so many websites and not many people are think, talking about this one thing that when you're preparing yourself for a move abroad, you should, you should take into consideration. And that's what we're here to talk to you about today. So, so have your coffee with you and uh, let's dig in. Let's, let's dig start. In. So, Maya, yes. <laughs> how many times have you moved countries? Mm, a lot. I don't, I hate counting, so I'm not going to count. But so many times we moved together as sisters, as family, and we moved apart as well. And we moved as kids, as teenagers, as adults, as a mother, as like... We moved a lot. Yeah. And we prepared ourselves actually a lot of those times in different ways and experienced different things. Different things. And I think in general, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't remember all of those moves. I was I was young, I don't I don't remember. Um, but I think that many of the times we really prepared the technical things, the logistic things, the very known let's call it like things um let's give you some examples getting we, a visa 
Yeah. Uh, getting health insurance. Nah, uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> bank, bank accounts. Um, learning a language sometimes, Get, not all the time. <laughs> getting those checklists and understanding what is like, what are the things that I need to take care of before I move? Mm -hmm. Because you talked about opening a bank account. I don't know for you, but it's, so, it's, it's something that you do after you move. But before you move, we talked about languages. Yeah. We we got our ear like to listen more to those like the foreign language. Not always. Not always. <laughs> no, no, not always. <laughs> uh, when we moved to France for the first time, we actually didn't have a lot of preparation at all. All we did is you know pack our stuff and move. This is from our point of view. I'm sure our parents had some kinds of preparation. I know that our dad went three months before us to find an apartment, to find a job, to find us uh, schools, uh, to register to schools. And that's about it, I think, in yeah. terms of preparation before the move. From our side, before the move, it was... You know, pack your things. Pack your thing. Selling. We sold most of our belongings and saying goodbyes. That's another uh, thing you do before yeah. you move abroad. Before you move abroad. So all those things, we got to use, like, we got to practice it on our on ourselves for so many years. Uh, and every single time we moved. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very familiar yeah. that... And then you move... And okay, you have a house. And now you need to And now you leave. need and now you need to live. <laughs> and uh, you know, I want to say something very important because some of you may have a relocation agency or someone else that is taking care of all those preparation. We moved once this way. Uh, we relocated with our father's company. So they took care of everything they packed our house they found uh they helped us find an apartment the school everything was taken care of so you might think well there's no need to prepare yourself before you move abroad if this is your case well we think you're wrong <laughs> we we think there's another way because in our experience there was one thing missing every single time for so many of those moves Uh, that, as, as we said in the beginning, not many people are talking about. Yeah. Not many people are talking about preparing ourselves, preparing yourself. It's the, this thing that is beyond all the external things. It's like the inner work before you move abroad. Yeah, and it's actually a work. Like, you need to train yourself before you move abroad. And honestly, this is the one thing that changed for both of us, I think, with this last move that we yeah. did. Um, so I know I did a lot of work with myself. I know I did a lot of work with my kids, with my husband, you know, like actual inner work. And I know you did the same yeah. uh, as well. And this really made a huge difference uh, in terms of how we experience this journey of moving abroad. And this is what we want to talk to you today about this, your preparation, like yourself on different levels uh, before you move abroad. And if you moved abroad already, it's not too late. You can do you that. You can still benefit from it. And, 
You see, like I, I, I look at life, and, and you know those websites that say like there are two kinds of people. Like in everything, you have two kinds of people. Well, in this case as well, you have two kinds of people. You have those who are waiting for things to get tough, or to be sick, or to be in pain, or whatever, to only then take care of, like to solve the problem. Basically, they're looking for the problem to arise before they solve it. Mm. And then you have those who are anticipating it. And, you know, coming from positive psychology, positive psychology in general is just, is exactly about that. If you've ever listened to anything about positive psychology compared to like the normal, what we call psychology, it's not about solving what's wrong, it's about anticipating what can be right and, and improving a future and looking at a brighter opportunities and possibilities but by preparing yourself to eventual things that can happen. Yeah, and it comes also from a lot of Zen cultures and yoga. It's about practicing when things are okay. Yeah. And preparing yourself for things that might go yeah. harder. It's uh, not it's not that you're wanting them to get harder, but you are anticipating that it might be the case. And therefore, you're taking actions today where it's easy, comfortable, okay, all is good, thinking that it, it will help you, knowing it will help you later on. And in so many areas of life, we see that. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Like, Let's give some examples. So, top of my head, <laughs> it's winter time. So many people are taking some kind of vitamins, supplements, supplements any kind of help to boost the immunity system. So especially after COVID, everyone is like more aware of that. So we do some things right now so that we won't get sick during winter. We're not waiting to get sick to then take medicine to feel better. We're boosting ourselves so we feel better. This is one example. Yeah, another one is when you work out, for example, you know, you use your physical uh, body, then a lot of times, and it's recommended to prepare yourself for it, you know, to warm up your muscles, to stretch a little bit before you hit, you know, hardcore uh, work on your body. And it's very common, you see, all the athletes are doing this, and I think most of the people working out are warming up and stretching a little bit or a lot yeah. before their actual move to prevent injuries, for example. So they're not waiting for the muscles to get super hot or to have cramps or things like that in order to stretch them. They stretch them in advance. You know, it's like now it's, uh, it's a winter holiday in France and everyone is, well, not everyone, but like 80% of the population, I think, is going skiing. <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of them. Um, and that's a sport that you don't do all year long. So you really need to prepare for it because otherwise, after one day, you won't be able to move. It's like... <laughs> and there are a lot of people that are not, not preparing themselves and they're actually really sore after, at night. Yes. Yeah. So, so this is another example. And you can look at like preparing for an interview. You don't wait to get like, like 
um, attacked by so many questions about a company without knowing where you're going, right? You're preparing yourself because you know they might ask you questions. So you prepare your knowledge. You make sure you arrive in a good state, that you're happy on that day. You don't, you won't go completely angry to an interview. It won't work for you, right? So all of those things, just to give you a couple of examples, we do it like if you're one of those, because I understand and not everyone is doing that, but we're doing it because we anticipate that things might get in a certain way or might happen. And we rather prepare ourselves for it than wait for things to get hard and then try to solve the situation. Yeah. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. And you know, sometimes you have to once try the way that things, you wait for the things to get hard and then take care of the problem to understand that next time you better prepare yourself before. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can listen to us now, we made our mistakes and you can learn from our mistakes, but honestly, most of the times you have to do the mistake once, at least once yourself to understand that what we're saying here is actually true. And you know, that's why I it, like it, it's, it's always fascinated me since we started the amount of people, the amount of women we had the contact, the, the chance to talk to and they shared with us that, gosh, where were you 10, 15 years ago, five years ago, four years ago? I was having such a hard time. If only I knew, if only I knew I should prepare myself. If well, here, here we are telling lucky you. you. Lucky you, <laughs> we are here right now for you. And if you are before you move abroad, then listen to what we have to say. And maybe, just maybe, uh, you won't have to make the same mistake we did in order to get to yeah those understandings. Because I want I want to like share with you. It's not as mindset. It's we haven't done it all every time. Uh, it's literally something we consciously did the last time, the last move. And before that, some of it was, let's say we were more prepared. Some of it really not. And it caused so many painful moments, so many low moments, so many moments of doubt and guilt and shame and and frustration and that those moments could have been avoided if only we prepared ourselves. Looking back, I can tell you for sure. I remember going to uni. If only I was more prepared myself to this move to London, it would have saved me so many nights of crying my eyes out. And same with when I went from the London to Israel. And true, there were other things involved in that. But if I felt stronger myself, my core, it would have been easier. I don't say it would have been perfect all along. The challenges are there and we say it all the time. It didn't get easier to move abroad, but we got stronger doing it. So not every bump in the road completely threw us off track. We know how to deal with it in a way that serves us. And it's only possible because we feel better. We feel stronger. We feel more confident. 
and we then can deal with everything else. Yeah, and I gotta admit, you know, some of the things that made us stronger are exactly those moves. Yeah. <laughs> that weren't, you know, going as we wanted and uh, were really tough. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to go through a difficult move. You can right now have a smoother move and just prepare yourself, you know, where it's easy and comfortable. You don't have to wait for things to get harder. Yeah. You can, but you don't have to. Like, this is your choice. So if you want to decide right now that you're going for the option of preparing yourself before you move abroad, where things are comfortable right now, and, you know, maybe you decided to move abroad in a year, and that's the perfect time to, to start prepare working yourself. on that. Like, right yeah. now, we don't have a lot of stress about this move. And you don't, maybe you think to yourself, oh, I don't know what I need to do before my move abroad. Well, here you are, work on yourself. So, so when we're saying you need to prepare yourself, okay? So, and, and I just want to make sure you understand. It's not that we say you don't need to take care of all the other things, okay? You need to have your visa and you need to find an apartment and you need to learn language and you need to go through all those things that are a must when you want to live somewhere else and it's true for another country but it's true for if you want to move to a different city in your home country uh you need to know you need to have those things but who you are when you deal with all of them will make the big difference and that's where we're here telling you you need to prepare yourself so what do we mean by preparing yourself so we have five we thought about five things that in our belief are those areas that you need to prepare within yourself okay so that when you go and deal with all the things you know the technical and logistical things of a move abroad then you're better prepared for it yeah so we have five things the first one is confidence and you know it's a big world we like big name big thing <laughs> everyone's talking about confidence these days uh, but it, it's that simple. It's about understanding, do you think you can do this? Do you really believe in your, own, in your gut that you can do this? And that it will be okay. And now, what are you doing to boost your confidence up? And what are you maybe doing that actually lowers your confidence and make you doubt yourself and make you question every step you take? And you know, it's super simple. The things that boost your confidence are the things you're doing that makes you like, actually make you feel good about yourself. You know, yeah, I can do that. And the things that lower your confidence are all those things that make you doubt yourself, that you're not so good at, but you still do. The stories that you hear around you that actually validate your fears. <laughs> all those, the news, for example, or oh, yeah. reading posts on Facebook about the horrible stories of a move abroad, all those are lowering your confidence. And you might not notice how many things a day you're doing that actually beat your confidence down constantly. And it's a question of awareness mm. at the beginning. You know, just be aware of how many things a day you're doing to boost your confidence and how many things a day you're doing that lower your confidence and just try to balance it a little bit. Yeah. And you know, Maya gave an example of the news and the Facebook posts. We see it all the time. 
we go on Facebook and we look at those Facebook groups of women living abroad in different areas of the, of the world. And we see so many stories that can bring you down really, really fast. Like you read a post after another and you're like, if this is how it's going to be, I, I don't think I can do that. And that's where I'm here to like, can you stop for a moment and ask yourself, can I do this? Can I? Can I? What have I done in my life that I know I can do this? And now what can I do to make me feel like I can more and more and more? And it's about who we talk to. It's about who we listen to. It's about what, what, do, we do? what we do on a daily basis that makes us feel that we can do this. Yeah, you know, the easiest way to boost your confidence is do more of the things that make you feel good about yourself and less of the things that make you doubt yourself. Yeah. Okay, for example, I know that I'm not good with numbers. I know that I'm not good at it. So the more I'll do it, my confidence is going to... Go down. Go down to the ground. But I know that... For example, my creativity is a strength of mine. So the more I do creative things, the more I have confidence in myself. So even if I need to deal with number, when I'll deal with it with creativity, then my confidence won't be as shaken down than yeah. in other way. So yeah. it's really about knowing yourself a little bit and doing more of those things that make you feel good and less of the things that make you doubt yourself. Yeah, and there are plenty of practical tools and stuff you can you can do to actually boost your confidence but the thing is you need to make sure your confidence is high when you move abroad that's that's what we're here telling you so when you prepare yourself for a move abroad you need to think about your confidence levels yeah because your goal is you know to sit on that plane and say to yourself i can do it i can do it and even before the plane you know when you're packing, I yeah, can do it. I when can. you're filling a form, I can do it. When you know, you're know you arriving in an empty apartment, I can do it. When you go for a job interview in a new country, I can do it. This is your goal, you know, to say to yourself all the time, I can do it. Even if it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, but I can do it. It's challenging, but I can do it. I don't know how to do it, but I know I can do it. Yeah, mm, that's next level. That's <laughs> and I, and I want to go to give an example of what can be the contrary because this is what we see all the time. Those people are saying, "I gotta suck it up and do it." It's not that I can do it; I have to do it. I don't have a choice but to do it. I have to, and and I feel incapable and stressed and low, but I'll do it anyway. But it's much better if you do it from a, as mindset by, I know it's challenging, but I can do it. And you feel strong. And the only way you'll get there is if you work on this where it's easy and nice and comfortable. And then you feel good. And you can then go and do it. Yeah. So that was number one, confidence. Very important. And it brings us directly to number two, which is, it goes together. Yeah. Seriously. It's resilience. And, you know, it honestly, it took me years to understand what this word mean exactly. But thank you. And Gal explained it perfectly to me. So she'll do it as well for you. Resilience is, is about the quick way for us to bounce back from challenging moments. So 
think of it as this like um just just like a kid okay when you're when Achilles learning to uh, walk he will stand up he will fall and he will stand back up immediately you don't see a kid going nah too hard nah I'm not doing it again Mm-mm. you do it again so resilience is exactly about that how quickly it is for us to bounce back from hard times from challenging situations do we take a week to bounce back do we take an hour a couple of seconds months years how long does it take us to go go back on the horse okay so we do it again and this is a muscle this is a superpower we all have it you've you've been born with it you i hope you you know how to walk so i guess you have it in your in your uh in your core but we tend to forget forget it and we tend to put it aside and be like oh, i can't do it anymore mm-hmm. i just i can't <clears throat> actually you can yeah and you know this one is really really important when moving abroad because you will have to deal with challenges a lot of challenges a lot of moments that will you know make you fall off the horse it will happen we are not here to make life abroad perfect it will happen you there are days where you'll feel that all you do is fall down the horse mm. and you if you want to move on and move forward and actually live this life then you gotta get back on the horse and keep on riding because otherwise you'll stay on the ground all the time and this is so frustrating and when you don't work on your resilience then you are you find yourself really frustrated and angry and you doubt yourself and your capability which brings your confidence down as well so that's a vicious cycle that yeah. you don't want to be in and in order to step out this vicious circle then you need to work on your resilience and like i said it's a muscle you can train it just like you train any other muscle you go to the gym to work on your muscle then you can work on this muscle as well, on your resilience. And you fall down, and at first it will be, okay, I'm down, I can get up. Yes, I can get up. How am I going to get up? I don't know if I can do this. Da, 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 da. And then eventually you will get up. Yeah. It might take you a week, a month, just like you said. At the beginning, that's okay. But the more you work on this, you know, intentionally then you said to yourself well i need to get up i need to get up faster and faster and faster and quicker and not take things you know that personally so seriously and that personally uh it happened to us as well you know all the time all the time we take things uh personally and it's then harder to bounce back because oh you say to yourself someone correct you you know you don't speak the language and someone corrects you um in the shop for example and then you fall down and you say i'm not gonna speak any french again in my life (laughs) did it happen to you (laughs) maybe you heard someone said me for example (laughs) "I'm, i'm never going to speak again but actually if you think about it this doesn't serve you so you need to go back on the French horse and ride it, even though you'll make mistake, And you will, and you will fall down and someone else will correct you again. And then you'll say, 
oh, I'm so stupid, I can't talk French, I can't speak, all I do is mistakes. You know, those self, uh, negative self-talk. And But the more you practice and know, the more it will be in your awareness, you will be able to actually bounce back faster. Yeah, and I, and I want to emphasize something here. And it, that's why we said it is very much correlated with the first thing that we talked to you about, confidence. Usually... In areas of our life where we feel very, very confident, our resiliency level is through the roof. It's super high, okay? Because it's harder to shake us on those mo- those areas of our life. But then in areas where our confidence is lower, our resiliency tends to be lower as well. Because we're like, we're starting those inner negative conversations of, oh, I can't do this. I knew I can't do this. Oh, I'm, I suck at this. I'm super bad. But it's the confidence talking. So basically what we're doing is just like bringing ourselves even more down. But as Mayan said, at some point, you may, you may be lo- like falling on the ground. But at some point, you will have to stand back up and you will have to start walking again and you will have to ride the horse or whatever metaphor you enjoy. You'll have to do this. So that's why we say start by working on your confidence so that your resiliency level will be higher. And now guess what? If you've never moved abroad, you don't know what are the levels of confidence you have regarding a life abroad. You'll only figure it out when you live abroad. But that's when we're saying to you, work on all the other areas of your life because those you know, Make sure you are super strong and your resilience level is super high so that when you jump on this new adventure that you have no idea about, you will be able to tap in from all the other areas of your life and make sure that you don't stay on the ground because this will only make it harder for you and it won't serve you as mine said. Like if the first time someone will correct you in a foreign language and you will be like, "Mm, I'm not speaking again. Well, guess what? They are not missing out of you not speaking. The only person missing out is you won't be able to communicate. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta work on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> the third so we talked about confidence and resilience. And they go together and but go. you can work on them separately. Yeah. The and th- third one the is <laughs> this this oh the third one is your emotional state and what does it even mean your emotional state (laughs) so we love talking about emotions and you know it's part of our life it's part of who we are um sometimes we love to hide them and to ignore them but actually we are here to tell you that your emotions matter and your emotional state the way you are with your emotion is really really important yeah and and it's important to understand that emotional state compared to emotions is how you react to your emotions because basically we all feel a lot of emotions all of the time it's a natural thing in our body we all have them we cannot avoid them those are coming like waves it comes it goes but what you do with the emotion it's up to you and when we're talking about an emotional state it's what you do 
with those emotions. Because you can feel, you can have this emotion of sadness coming up or joy coming up and do nothing about it. And it will not affect you in any kind of way. You will just be like, hey, hi, nice, okay, and bye. But if it brings you down, if, if, it, if it stays for long, this is up to you. So when we're talking about an emotional state, is how does, imp- how does those emotions impact your day-to-day, your current state in general? It's not only about the emotion anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe if you're having a hard time understanding what we're talking about, so look at your behaviors those last days or weeks. And do you feel maybe more irritated, like everything, you know, so annoying and everything makes you cry or you're waking up in the middle of the night, um, not understanding why actually, or are you screaming more, shouting more, uh, getting more angry or, you know, those very opposite ups and downs, like super excited, then super low, then if this is you right now, big hug to you. Um, It means your emotional state is not that stable at the moment. And that you let your emotions um, maybe take take over. Take over. (laughs) Basically, like, you know, it's sometimes easier for us as women here to give you this as an example with our cycle, okay? When we are more emotional or less emotional, it's usually related to it in some way. And it's easy for us to say, yeah, well, it's my time of the month. That's why I'm more irritated. I'm more like this. But basically, it's where something happens in our body that makes us control our emotions less than what we tend to be able to. So when we're talking here about an emotional state is when we're telling you, hey, something's about to happen. It's called life abroad and it's going to shake your emotional state. So if you want to be able to manage it better and understand it better, like we said before, better work on it where it's easy and comfortable and not completely shaky. Yes, and you said control your emotions and control doesn't mean, you know, if you have an emotion, you take it immediately down. No, no. It's not about ignoring the emotion or not letting it out. It means it doesn't take over of everything, okay? It means it is what it is, you know? Don't make it harder or bigger or worse than it is or don't make it, you know, tinier than it is. You know, it I, is what it is. I, I want to share with you a very personal thing. A couple of years ago, when I started learning about emotions, uh, we had to explain what we had to look, do like an investigation for a couple of days and look at what are the emotions that we're feeling. And there was one clear thing that clear emotion that I wasn't exper- experiencing, and it was anger. Now. I had to dig deeper and understand where it comes from and it comes from many things. I'm not going to go into into this in details right now. But the thing is, I didn't know what anger is for me. I tend to shift it to other emotions and I've never experienced it properly at the time. And then I was taught that we need to have all of our emotions. Okay, It's not about neglecting them. There's no 
positive or negative emotions. It's what like we love calling them, but basically they are all neutrals and it's what we do with them that makes, give them a meaning. Okay. But you can experience all of them and what you do with them is what matters. And I had to learn to say, Hmm, I feel angry. I feel angry. That's better. (laughs) But it doesn't mean I need to punch a wall. It doesn't mean I need to shout. It doesn't mean that because I feel angry, I need to now get a tsunami out. <laughs> this is what but I can, can do. But you can. That's, it's not about not doing it, but you, it doesn't mean it has to. It's not one plus one. It doesn't have to. It's what you decide you have to do with it. The same way that, let me give you on another side, when you feel joy, Okay, and I guess and I hope all of you here have ever and more than once felt joy in their life. It doesn't mean you jump up and down, right? And if you, you could, you could, but it doesn't mean you have to. You can you can express joy in so many ways. So it's up to you how you experience it and how you express it. Yeah, but I want to tell you like I want to be here like your opinion your ass right now and okay. tell that you know when you have an emotion that is you know rising from the bottom up usually you know and you it's hard to say I feel anger I feel joy like you need to let it out in a certain way I think it's up to you I think you don't have to Mm, I think that containing it, an emotion... It's not, about, it's not about containing it. It's about understanding how you want, it to, exper- how to, you want to experience it. It's about how you want to express it, maybe. Or express it. Okay, but you have to express it in a way. Or I think it's more beneficial. This is my personal mm-hmm. opinion. I think it's more beneficial to express it in a way and then let it out rather than you know letting it and say oh i feel joy oh i feel anger it's very you know contained rather than you know i have an emotion it's like a wave but if i let it out then it's out and i'm not well it maybe it's another topic it's another, it's another. but anyway <laughs> uh, i love it when we we're not agreeing on everything uh, and that's exactly why we did this uh, podcast, actually, to let you in inside our, our conversations. conversations. Um, we have them all the time, so <laughs> we could do a 24-hour-7 kind of podcast. Yeah, but when we're talking about, you know, let's go back to this emotional state. The thing is, and the ideal state to be in is acknowledging your emotions, seeing them, it's there but not let them, you know, overshadow everything regarding your mover bot. It's not because packing makes you feel sad that this whole move abroad is sad. It's not because, uh, you know, bureaucracy makes you angry that all the move abroad right now is, you know, filled with anger. It's not about that. It's about having all the range of emotion acknowledging what emotion is there, expressing it in a way that suits you. Yeah. And and be aware of that. Yeah. yeah. That that's I think the key here 
it goes again confidence resiliency emotional state who you are when you move abroad we said it before and i'll say it again because it's about that when you feel emotionally stable when you feel like you got this well you got this things might find like be a bit, a bit weird you might feel different type of emotions but you don't break yeah okay and that's and that's the that's the key about emotional state okay yeah, you can feel angry but confident that you can do it exactly so that was our third point the fourth element of preparing yourself and we're, we're talking about this inner thing is your stressors and we've done other episodes about it and you can go and listen to them more in deep if you feel like it but this idea of understanding what stresses us and it's not what stresses you or you it's what every single one of us has their own things that stresses them yeah and you know it's like you said very very personal and actually in order to know this all you have to do is watch yourself you know observe your behavior uh, around this move abroad and see where are those areas that you might lose it, that you might get more angry, that you might doubt yourself. Those are the area that usually stresses you, okay? Because you won't doubt yourself or something that you're super confident and it won't make you stress usually. So all you need to do is observe yourself find the things that really stresses you because it's never the move abroad it's not that big go you know small break it down break it down to the really fine tiny things and you'll soon find out that the same thing that are stressing you right now about your life in general regardless of your move are the same things that are going to stress you when you move abroad so they're just going to be bigger and different but it's going to be the same areas. So if you are able to know right now about yourself, like, for example, numbers, if number stresses you, okay, they are stressing you right now wherever you are and they will stress you wherever you go. So if you know this about yourself, well, then you can anticipate it and be like, ooh, those are tax forms. I just cannot handle them. Who can I get help from? Because this will freak me out. And I'd rather not. I keep my emotional state stable. Okay? And, you know, it's the other way around as well. You know, those those things that you feel confident about and are not stressing you, then don't let everything, all the other stress, take control on them as well. Yeah. You know, for example, for me, I read, like you said before, we read a lot of Facebook uh, posts about life abroad and moving abroad, you know, to understand you better. And I see a lot of women stressing about creating new friendships and new relationships and really freaking out about it. How am I going to find friends? I'm 40 years old. I don't know how to make friends at this age. I'm not in kindergarten. And I read this and I really understand you. But actually, this is not something that ever stressed me. How to make new friends. It doesn't stress me at all. And 
at the beginning, I really, I, I found myself stressing about something because, because, everyone, because else. everyone else is stressed about, so, so yeah, I'll do it as well. I'll get stressed about um, finding new relationships. But actually, it doesn't stress me. It doesn't mean that it's easy for me. It doesn't mean that it's not challenging. But actually, this doesn't stress me. So there's no need to stress about something that is not yours. That is not mine. <laughs> Yeah. And think about it, maybe for you it's the job that you find really easy to to find. Or maybe for you it's, you know, the language. Maybe you have a talent for language and this doesn't really stress you. So let it go. Don't stress about it. That's totally fine. You don't have to stress about everything okay. about this move abroad. <laughs> Even if everyone else is telling you how challenging and how stressful and how anxiety is coming up. It doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. Just that you don't have to stress about it. Exactly. So knowing what really stresses you, what's the root, what's the inner thing, yours, very personal, is crucial when you're preparing yourself for your move. And you can do it way before you move because it's going to be the very, very similar things. It's just that they're going to get an extra layer and it's going to get even more complicated. But somewhere. if you work on your confidence, then you'll be able to deal with this yeah. extra layer. Exactly. Not at all. And the last thing that uh, we want to share with you is your strengths and your capabilities and your qualities. It's about knowing yourself. And it's like, we love saying it's like a toolbox yeah. that you have. Like imagine you're going with your toolbox and you have many things in this. And again, this is very personal. We each have a different toolbox. You know, some of us as, you know, a hammer and a screw and another one will have a saw in there. I, like, it doesn't matter. It's really, really personal. The thing is, you need to learn how to use what you already have before you buy new things because... It's better for the environment as well. Um, but you have to learn how to use them and to use those things that you actually used before. And if you think about it, you know, look at other uh, challenges in your life that you've dealt with before and see how have you dealt with them? What tools from your toolbox have you used to deal with it? And now you can use them again. Yeah. And it's about, again, if we, if we combine all of those things together, it's knowing yourself good enough and seeing the benefits that you have and how you can put them into good use for your move abroad. So when we're talking about your strengths and your qualities, is really looking at yourself in a very honest and open way, in an amazed way, actually, mm -hmm. an excited way also, and be like, ooh, I have this and this and this, qualities and capabilities that I can put into good use with regard to my move abroad. And it can be your sense of humor and it can be the fact that you're a very kind person and it will help you. And it can be the fact that you are very organized and it can be the fact that you have an amazing resiliency skill. Okay. It doesn't really matter what you're using. It's yours, but you've dealt with so many things in your past. I can guarantee that you've overcome, overcame challenges. Mm -hmm. You've done things. You've achieved things. Look at what you've done and what you've used and what can you take out of there and use right now for your move abroad. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's better to do it this way 
than you know looking at a move abroad and say I've never done it before I can't do it because this way won't get you very far it will only get you frustrated lower confidence doubting yourself feeling sad and angry and this is not what we want for you so instead we are showing you another way of you know using what you got to deal with something that you maybe haven't done before maybe yeah. you did but maybe not and actually feel you can do it even though it's the first time and even though you don't really know what you need to do but you know you have in your toolbox the tools that you need in order to do that i hope it makes sense yeah <laughs> i think it makes sense but if it doesn't make sense to you then feel please reach out to us because it's it's part of what we do and it's what we help you figure out and i like all those amazing qualities that you have within yourself so you can put your own self into good use during this move. It's not about everyone else. It's about you. And that's where, like, to wrap up this talk today, it's really about when you're preparing yourself for a move abroad, you prepare all the logistic things and you prepare all the technical things and you need them. But you need to make sure you are as a person prepared for this move and because it's gonna get like hard at some times it's gonna be excited at other times it's going to be adventure and there's gonna be so many things you'll have to deal with so you need to make sure you're in a really good state and really strong state so that things don't break you down that easily yeah you've said it perfectly thank you <laughs> <laughs> and if you are before you move abroad and you feel like you need more support and guidance know that we're here for you we really really care we want women to enjoy their lives abroad like come on it's really something it's really why we created this so you can join our online course move abroad with ease or you can simply reach out to us we'd love to help you Yes, and if you found this valuable and you enjoyed this episode, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel or our uh, podcast on every podcast platform that you want. Yes. So on that note, we wish you an amazing week and we wish you to have an amazing move abroad. Absolutely. Thank See you. See you soon.